have ranch kids, but I don't have any. But I, I still have a verse for them, and, and so, um, and I think there's a purpose in that. Psalms 32.8, would you bring that up, please? Um, this verse, it, it just came to me. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit always uh, works, and, and uh, I want you guys to know that each and every Sunday what you see if I'm doing my deal right at all, is you're seeing the Holy Spirit. He, he shows up. When I start reading from Scripture, he starts tearing it apart. And, and as I share it before you each and every Sunday, that's him. I don't know. It's, it's an amazing gift that he's given me personally. Each of you have your gifts. That's just one that he gives me, but it's crazy. I can count on it. When I show up here and I start reading from the scripture he will he will tear it apart he will he will um amplify it if you will now when i'm at home and i'm reading it it don't work the same way or if i'm studying it for the purpose of myself it doesn't work that way for whatever reason through his power and the way that he works he amplifies it right before you as you see it and the other day we were talking, Sheila and I, and she's like, I don't know that everybody knows that that's how it works, that that's the spirit at that time. And so I just want to be clear. What you see, it's, it's happening for, the, for me at the same time it's happening for you. And he does that. He comes to us, and he wants to show us something specific, and he wants to work in a special way with each of us. That's just how he chose to work with me, his purpose, not my choosing it's crazy the first time it happened, it happened at a, in, at a Sunday school class, and I started reading scripture, and it just came alive. The living word came alive. Every since then, I can depend on it. I just know if I show up and I start reading God's word, he comes alive. Well, this morning, in a similar way but a little different, I can also count on that he will just show up with the verses that I need to share with people. This one was texted to me, and I'm like, oh, man, that's perfect for the kids. And then when I saw it, I also knew that we have a responsibility with our children. You know, I can remember them old hymns from when I was a child in church. And I can remember some verses when I hear them. I'm like, oh, man, that's way deep inside of me from my childhood. I can't remember one message, not a single message from my entire growing up, but I can remember those old hymns, and there's truth in them. God's living word is in everyone, and I can remember these verses, some of them through those hymns. And so this morning when this, when this verse here come to me, I understood the importance that we as a body, we've got to start training our children and put planting these in their brain to where that when they're older they know them they don't know where it come from just when they needed it it came out it come from the holy spirit but we plant them seeds now so that later in life when they need it it's there so i want you all to read this with me the lord says i will guide you along the best pathway for your life and I will advise you and watch over you. I want to read it with you all again one more time, please. 
the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Woo, isn't that, what an amazing promise. Are there other options? This is now, here's where the Holy Spirit starts tearing it apart. There's other options. He says, I will guide you, but he doesn't say that this is your only choice. You can choose not to take this guidance. You can choose to do something different than my guidance. I'm guiding you. I've given you my word, and I've made it come alive, but you don't have to take it. But if you will, I will guide you, and this is, otherwise it wouldn't say this is the best pathway. He would say this is the only pathway. No, he doesn't. He said this is the best pathway for your life. There's other paths, but we have to choose to take the guidance. And then he goes on to finish this. I will advise you, again, as we tear it apart, it's our choice whether we take that advice or not. We have an option here. We know by the truth of his word and the truth of our own experience with the living God that the best pathway is if we take the advice, but we also have the option along the way. Every one of us here has taken the other option a time or two, so we know how it turns out. And it's so, it's so comforting to know and watch over us. He is going to watch over us as he does this. Is it dependent on us taking this pathway? It's not. He's going to watch over us because he loves us we're his children, just like we do our own children. They don't make the right choice. We still watch over them and love them. Please be seated. As I go into this, I got, don't, you guys don't go nowhere. Um, the Holy Spirit also shows me stuff along the way, so I'm going to ha- let you guys experience a little bit of this stuff. The other day I was talking to Dusty Kelso, and it was a Facebook, which if you've tried to get a hold of me in the last 10 days on Facebook, you can't because I'd quit it. Um, it wasn't healthy for me. I'd get lost for 45 minutes doing nothing. And then sometimes that nothing was bringing evil into my brain, and I, I, so I've got to find a healthier way for me to deal with Facebook. So I quit it. So if you need to get a hold of me, use the phone. Um, but the other day, Dusty and I was looking at this, this uh, Facebook post, and it had the man's brain, and it's a straight track, and then it had the woman's brain, and there's tracks all over the place. He said, John Paul, this is a lie. This one over here is you with all these tracks going everywhere. So today, you're getting to experience some of those tracks, so bear with me a little bit. But before we get, before we get going, I don't ever do any of this without it being prayed over. And I would like the, the prayer list to be up there too, please. You two guys get up, please. I want you to pray over the prayer list, and then I want you to pray over the service and cast me out of here, would you? Dear Lord, I just thank you for this wonderful day. I thank you for everything that you're going to do for them people up on the prayer list. You know our needs and our wants, and I just thank you for already being at work and everybody up there. Dear Lord in heaven, just thank you again for this, this barn to come worship here. I just pray that you just... Cast John Paul out of the picture, Lord, and have your spirit just fill each and every one's heart with the message that you would have them to get today, Lord. 
just thank you again for your grace and your power. All these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you guys do the first song you did again, please? Are y'all ready for a revival? I feel like this is what we're going into in this new year. We are we are headed into a real deal revival. You know, when when I train horses every day, I put something into them, or I try to, and I I put I put them together one piece at a time. My friend Al Dunning says you you gain one percent a day, and in a hundred days you got a hundred percent, and that's kind of what you go at. Only it takes a lot longer than that, but. Just before you get ready for showtime, you'll, you'll build them and you'll put all the parts and pieces, but them last few days before you go off to a show, you don't work on all the stuff. You remind them of what you've done, and then you tighten them down, and you, you tell them the really important stuff. If all else fails, you still got to do this. And so today is one of those days. This is the last Sunday of 2019. And with my whole heart, I believe that in 2020, we're going into a real revival. Personal. Each and every one of us is going to be changed for this experience. The experience of knowing who we are, knowing the gifts that we come with, knowing our sin problem. And I'm going to tell you, there is real deal freedom exploring. Once you discover who you are sinfully, you're like, man, that thing has snuck up on me and has infiltrated every portion of my life, and I didn't even know it. And when you can get to where you can deal with that guy, there is absolute freedom to, to, to be who you were created to be. And then, ultimately, however long it takes, I don't know if it'll happen in 2020 or 2025, but we're going to get to a place where we know what we're called to do, too. Each and every one of us has a calling using those things the way we were created and God already knowing our major sin problem and yet still we have this amazing calling. I want to tell you, you heard it this morning. When these guys were singing, could you feel the Holy Spirit? It was amazing, wasn't it? And yet they're not perfect. They're sinful men. <laughs> Some of them bigger sinful men than others, but... But do you see where I'm going with this? But I stand before you every Sunday as a sinful man, and yet the Holy Spirit continues to use me. Sometimes because of that sin, sometimes he uses it in there in a way that, that convicts me in such a special way that, or makes me more aware of all kinds of stuff. So, and sometimes it's my gifting, sometimes it's a blend of all those things. So anyways... Today, all of this is to say in horse training, today is the day that I'm tightening this horse down just a little bit. We're going to get to stuff that's really important as we go into the new year. Anybody here looking for revival in our own hearts and across the land? Anybody here looking for revival? Lift up your voice and say amen. Lift up your voice and say amen. Anybody here looking for revival in our own hearts and across the land? Anybody here looking for revival? Lift up your voice and say amen. Lift up your voice and say amen. 
Well, you ain't gonna find it in a politician, not from the government or any law. Can't get it going by your own religion, only by the spirit and the word of God. Only by the spirit and the word of God. Come with me. Come on with me. But you might not see it Give it all you got But it can't be bought Try everything But you best believe It's only by the Spirit And the Word of God Only by the Spirit And the Word of God Come with me Come on with me Revival what we're talking about I say hear me God is gonna move in there ain't no doubt God is gonna move in there ain't no doubt come with me come on with me yeah anybody here looking for revival in our own hearts and across the land anybody here looking for revival lift up your voice lift up your voice anybody here looking for So, so as I've come to this Sunday, the last Sunday of uh, 2019 and, and uh, preparing for 2020 and the amazing thing that's coming, I think that it's appropriate that, that I would share with you what I believe the Holy Spirit showed me would be, would be the nuts and bolts of what we've studied in 2019 combined with where we're headed. And... Uh, and I've broke that down into a couple of places in the Bible that I think that, that prepare us to go, remind us of where we've been and prepare us to where we're going. And the first one comes from Revelation, and, and uh, I want to go to Revelation 3-7. And I've talked about this I don't know how many times, and it's just been such an amazing, powerful verse to me. In this verse, I personally found freedom. I had been following Jesus for a long, long time. I'd been preaching for a good while, but when I discovered the truth of this verse, I found real freedom. And, and the last part of it is the part that's really powerful, but we're going to write, write this letter to the angel of the Church of Philadelphia. Philadelphia, I did a little study, and this is a, this is a bunny trail, but, but this, this, church, this church was on a... It, in a place that was real volcanic and it kept that it was real fertile it was a great place to grow mostly wine wine grapes vineyards but it was also volcanic so every time the population would get to really go when a volcano would come along and knock it way back but it was so fertile that they didn't leave it all together and so this place was used to 
to turmoil. Uh, it's interesting, the message is from the one who is holy and true. And we know that there is only one who is tr truly holy, separate, set aside, and true. There's only one truth, and that's Christ our Lord. Nobody disputes that. The one who has the key of David, and there's a lot of different ways to look at that. And I've done all kinds of research, but, but the truth is, is that Jesus came from the line of David, and, and Jesus is the one that, that, that is over that family line, and all of us that have been adopted into it forever and ever. And the one that had the keys to the palace was the one that had the, uh, the authority to let whomever in and out. They were the person that you depended upon to keep you safe in every way. And so he is the one that has the key, but here's the verse that changed my life, and I hope changes yours also. It, here's the part that does. It says, what he opens, no one can close, and what he closes, no one can open. And when I first discovered that verse and saw it in a different way, I knew that I would see so many things in life that weren't of his opening and closing. And I'm like, why could that be? I see things in my own life that weren't of his opening and closing. And yet I had no doubt that what he opens, no one can close. And what he closes, no one can open. So what's the deal? And I discovered in my own thing, and it's because I don't have him in charge of the opening and closing. I'm trying to do these ones myself. Or I'm depending on some human to do the opening and closing for me. Instead... I need to actively, purposefully put my Lord in charge of the opening and closing of the opportunities to my life. Once I did that, ultimately that brought me here. I was going through that process when Mark called me and it, I ended up here. Before that, if I hadn't have put him in charge, I don't know how it had turned out. I know that it was his plan but he was waiting for me to put him in charge of. Since then, I've discovered time and time and time again, it looks like total chaos. There is no way in the world he's going to get this door open or shut. It just doesn't look like there's any way that it could happen. And yet, right when there's no more time left, when there's, when there's absolute to the end of the rope, when he has to do the opening or closing, he does. It did seem utterly impossible all the way up till then. I promise you, it will seem the same for you as you put him in charge of the opening and closing of the, of the opportunities, the doors to your life. And nobody, if he's in charge, nobody can come against it. It'll seem like they can that old fella, Sneaky Snake, he'll be over there roaring like a lion, making it seem different. But when it comes right down to the end, he can't change what our Lord sets in motion. So in summary of 2019, I want you to get this in your getter. I want you to know it in your knower. I want, of all the things I want you, I hope that everybody here today puts this, actively puts this in place. So they can overcome those things. I tell you what, we're born with addictions to all sorts of things. 
One of them, oxygen. We were talking about this before. We're a born addicted. To, we can't get along without it. But there's a day where we'll be free of it. There's also other things in our life that we just can't figure out how to get over. It's like, oh, there ain't no way. That thing is bigger than I am. It's been this mountain over my life all these years. There's no way I'm not man or woman enough to overcome it. He's like, yeah. Quit trying to manage the openings and closings to your own life. If you'll let me do this, I got it. Do you believe me? Can you hear it? Can you feel it? If you doubt it, just put it, just try him in this. It's unbelievable. And in that there's freedom. Absolute freedom. The other thing. As we wrap up 2019 that I hope that everybody here gets is repentance. Truly being repentant. When we find ourselves like, oh, I slipped up and embraced, opened the door myself and embraced this whatever. What do we do? We repent. We're like, oh, God, forgive me. I was managing my door again. I'm turning it back over to you again. I'm seeking you with all I can so that you can change me. I can't change me, but I know you can. You already have, and I know you got more in store for me. Turn with me, if you would, to, to Romans 12. And now's, now's the fun part, because as we go through it, you get to witness the Holy Spirit dissecting this as we go he does what he does right here and and uh, so i'm interested to see what's going to happen same as you because i don't know but we'll find out but i as i start in i want you to know that i believe that the second verse of this is is a beautiful image of repentance but we're going to start in the first one it says so dear brothers and sisters I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Put him in charge of the opportunities even for your body, especially for your body. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy, set aside, set above, different. Holy is not something that's not achievable for us. It's something that is expected. Our Lord wants it. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to be set aside above, different. We came into this world one way. He wants us to be different. And he will do the deal. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Does he like what we've done here so far? He, you bet. It pleases him. But the true way to worship, he wants us to put our feet to it. He wants us to show up. Not just sing on Sunday morning. He wants us to show up. I've seen it. I see Braden here looking at me, and I was reminded of him and the Christian that he was showing up on the mountain. And then when he come out of the water, is he perfect still? I don't think so. But he shows up now. Before he was hiding out, today he shows up. He's holy, he's separate. 
Verse 2. More of this picture of repentance. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. We start out with all of our thoughts about how this impacts me. Isn't it? We're born into it. My little diaper is dirty. I'm hungry. I'm cold. I'm wet. I'm whatever. It's all about me. Don't copy the behavior and custom of this world all about me, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So how are we going to think? We're going to think about him. No, it's like, okay, I'm done with that. It didn't work out too good. You now are in charge of the openings and closings of my life. And back to the psalm, we know that this is the path that's going to... Nobody here doubts that that's the right path. We just have trouble staying on it. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I love that. Who doesn't want to be good and pleasing and then to think for a second that we could be part of something that's perfect? And yet it's the truth. But we have to go through the process. We have, to, we have to guide where our feet go. We have to guide where our mind goes. And he starts making something out of us that's impossible. Verse 3. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me. This is Paul talking to the Romans. This is me talking to you today. I give each of you this, this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Don't think we can manage our way. You know, anytime we get to thinking that we can manage these openings and closings to the opportunities of our life, we've got an idea that we got a little better plan than God does. We are thinking we're better than we are. Everybody here has been there. I was sure as a young man I had a better plan for my life than God did. I just knew that somehow just before I died, I had to make amends with him so I didn't go to hell. I didn't want to spend eternity in hell, but I wanted to live my life the way I wanted to. And it was messy, and it was painful. And it didn't take me all that long, like only like 30 years, <laughs> to figure out I'd had enough of that. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith God has given you. Do you believe? Do you have some faith? I'm asking you, do you? Yes. Do you? Do you? Do you really? Yeah, me too. Just as our bodies have many parts, and this is a beautiful thing. I shared with you before how the Holy Spirit uses me. It shocked me. It will you too. He's going to use you in an amazing way. He created you, warts and all, for a very special purpose. And he wants to use it. He did not make a mistake when he created you. He created you special to be perfect, holy, and separate. And unique. Just as our bodies have many parts... 
and each part has a special function. All that music isn't any good without somebody that can't tear apart the, wor the word. All of the word isn't that good without somebody that can tear apart the music. None of it's any good without each of you coming here to get fed in your way so you can take it and use it in your lives. And as you go forward and use your gifting. And all of us are helpless if she laying up there making it all show up on the screen behind us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Can you hear that? We are not our own. We are God's and we are made for each other. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Six, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. What is prophecy? Here's a deal that I want, you to I want to help you by understanding God's word. There's words that show up in this Bible that we don't understand, that we don't get. Prophecy is the word of God. He, he gives us a word, we share it. So many times it's taught that it's just future telling, which in a way it is. Because if I tell you the truth and it impacts your life in a positive way, then it is. But, and it can be, but it don't have to be. Prophecy is a message from God. He, get, he tells me something, I tell you, it's prophecy. If you have the gift of serving, serve others. Serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. Teach right, teach truth. If you have the gift to encourage others, be encouraging. The rest of us can't get along without this encourager. It's like, you know what? It's going to be okay. You did great here. Don't worry about that. We got to hear it. Some of us more than others. If it is given, give generously. If God has given you the ability, leadership ability, Take the responsibility. He knows it terrifies you. And he also knows that he's going to handle it for you. He called you to it. And you have the gift of showing kindness to others. Do it gladly and kindly. Don't pretend to love each other. Don't pretend to love others. Really love them. We all got to work on that. We can love up until it don't suit us anymore. And then we want to say, well, what about, what if, how come? But look what they, it doesn't look like he qualifies it in that way to me. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Verse 9 again, don't pretend to love others, really love them, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. 10, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Be happy when somebody's successful. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. None of it's going to work without it. It's like you're doing all these things, you're called to it, but you can't forget. Keep on praying. 13, 
when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. This church is amazing in that way. But some of us here aren't. He's asking us to. Sometimes, sometimes you get that call and you'll be like, hey, so-and-so needs some help. Well, if you know about it, maybe you're the one that's called to help them. And if somebody goes instead of you, you're the one missing out. God's going to take care of that. But he called you for a special purpose. He wanted to bless you by making you aware of. It's crazy, the stuff, you know, and, and I was thinking about all of the process and how blessed I am to get to live this life and, and be in this spot that he's put me and, and how no matter how it seems, he puts it in order. I, this story happened here a couple weeks ago. Danny called me and he's like, hey, I got, I got this guy, this friend of mine that's down there in county lockup. I can't go down there and see him. Can you? I'm like, you bet. Matter of fact, Tim and Polly are uh, getting their adoption day is today. I'm going to be right there at the courthouse. I just, when I'm done with the adoption, I'll just slip down there, go downstairs, and I'll go see him. Not a problem. So I go, we go through it, and it was an amazing day, and I was so blessed. I was just thinking, I was just giddy how honored I was to be part of that process and how to get to be there and see this answer to all these prayers and, and see these young women, these girls have genuine stability that our Lord put in place. It could Look, their life could be completely different in every way, but God set them aside and protected them and gave them godly parents. Nuts. Didn't have to happen, but it did. And I got to witness this thing happening. Then I went downstairs and I walked into the deal and I'm like, hey, I got this guy in here. He don't know me and I don't know him, but I have a, and I'm just telling the story, I have, I have somebody in, that, that goes to church with me, asked me to see him. She says, uh, we don't do that. I'm like, you sure do. I was down here a while back and I seen somebody. I just walked in and told them they let me in. Well, they're not supposed to do that. So you're telling me that I can't go back there and see them. She's like, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I said, I don't like those rules. She says, most of these people in here don't like them either. <laughs> I'm like, maybe that now I'm mad, you know. And, and my type is, is that I don't like anything that restricts my freedom. And especially a freedom to do something that's right. Boy, it upsets me. I don't like those boundaries. So now I'm wanting to be bent out of shape. And I'm not. I'm wanting her to show up in the kingdom of heaven. I'm even wanting her to show up at church, but I'm wanting to knock her head on the desk a time or two between now and then. <laughs> I'm just being truthful with you. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. I can't even go do what I need to do, and I'm all wound up in this thing. And yet, my Lord, I have already put him in charge of the openings and closings of my life. Though I had forgotten that he was in charge, I wasn't trying to take over necessarily. I was just trying to do my bit. I didn't take it away from him completely, but I got so wound up in what was not happening that I kind of forgot. 
So I'm discouraged, and I call Danny, and I'm like, I can't believe it, but I can't do it. Now i got to go through all this big, long process to get so I can go down there legally, and I can't see one guy. i got to see them all, which is okay. But And I don't like process much, you know, but I'm willing to do it, by golly, if this is what it takes. And I get home, and I'm there about two minutes, and Chris calls me, and he's like, hey, we need you to come down to the hospital. Dad's in a real bad way. Me still not putting all the parts and pieces together. On my way, I said, I'm on my way. And so I'm headed there. And David Berrios calls me while I'm en route, making sure that I can show up there. And I'm still not putting all the parts and pieces together yet and how God works. And he opens the doors that, no one can close, and he closes the doors that no one can open. And if we put him in charge, he's going to be in charge. And so I get to the hospital, and I've had a wonderful time, even though it was a heavy time. We prayed over Chris's dad. I prayed with Chris. I made a nice, re regained a relationship with one of his sisters, both of them a little, one a, a lot. Had a really nice, and David's standing there the whole time, and then pretty soon I start in. I'm like, okay. I need you to, you started this with me once before, but we got to go through the whole process so I can go down there. And all of a sudden, I smarten up. I'm like, hey, can you go down there into that jail cell anytime you want to? He's like, as long as I'm wearing this uniform, I can. I'm like, well, this is stupid. I got a guy I need you to go down there and see. I want you to tell him this. I want you to pray over him. He'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. He's like, I'm on it. Sidebars, that guy was released before he could get there. But, but irregardless, God had opened and closed all those doors. He built my faith up again, reminded me one more time. He is, in fact, in charge. I've got this, John Paul. I don't need you helping in every way. I got it. Built Danny's faith. He's more fired up than he's ever been. Built mine, canyon. It's an amazing journey. I want to finish this real quick with y'all. Fourteen. This is a tough one. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. You know, in this verse here, it's a toughie. It's a toughie for everybody. But it's amazing. If you will do this, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. As you start praying for somebody that's against you, my God will let you start seeing them the way he sees them. And your perspective will be so different, you'll want him to. 15 here's a church body listen to me please be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep live in harmony with each other don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all there's a little jp there beside this one and don't think you know it all never pay back evil with more evil do things in a, such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. There's some things, you know what, there's those times when it's like, 
You know what? I can make this right, but it'll be wrong. And everybody will see it. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. Skipping down to 20. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will, you will, you'll, you'll convict them. They're going to have a hard time with it. Such a hard time they might seek the same God that you're leading them to by your actions. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. What's the antidote to those things that are overwhelming? Doing good. Who's in charge? He's in charge. What he opens, no one can close. What he closes, no one can open. Pray with me. Father, what an amazing year it has been. I believe that each and every person in this room today has grown in you, knowledge of you, in the tasks that you give us. In every way, we've grown. We're better people than we were a year ago. Every one of us. Father, I, I just praise you for that. And I praise you more that this is not the end of it. This is just the beginning. This was the, All that training is to prepare us to go into this next year. I thank you. I praise you. I love you for that. That you would use a wretched person like me to do something amazing. I praise you that you would use each and every person in this room right now to do something amazing. You're just waiting for them to put you in charge of the openings and closings to their life and to truly repent. Father, I pray that if there's anybody right now that's making these choices for the first time, that they tell somebody, they seek somebody out. It could be me, but it don't have to be. It could be anybody. They're just like, hey, you know what? Today I made a decision. I, I'm choosing to follow the Lord once and for all. Or Father, those of us that have had these, these obedience problems for decades, lifetimes, Father, I pray right here, right now, they lay them down before you as we get ready for 2020. We know you're going to do amazing stuff in the new year. And we want to be part of it. Father, I just, I just thank you. I thank you for letting us be part of this family here and part of the bigger family out there. And I pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.